South Sudan in focus on the Voice of America. I'm John Tanza in Washington on this program, Very Remote. Here are some of the top stories making news across South Sudan this Friday, February 3rd, 2023. Pope Francis arrives in South Sudan accompanied by the Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby, and the Moderator General of the Church of Scotland, Ian Greenfields. And some cattle keepers from Jongle State shoot and kill 27 people in Kajukaji County. The council condemns the brutal massacre of the innocent civilians to the strongest terms possible. We'll have these stories and more coming up on South Sudan in Focus. Residents of South Sudan's capital, Juba, erupted in a celebratory mood today when Pope Francis, the Anglican Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Willoughby, and the moderator of the Church of Scotland, Ian Greenshield, arrived at Juba International Airport. Residents line up the streets to have a glimpse of the pontiff who is visiting South Sudan for the first time in the history of the country. Pope Francis went straight for a meeting with President Salva Kiir. He is expected to meet the country's five vice presidents, civil society leaders, and members of the diplomatic corps. Still on Pope's visit, some South Sudanese are expressing excitement following the arrival of Pope Francis in the capital Juba. Analysts say the papal visit. Some analysts say the papal visit could play a key role on the quest for peace in Africa's youngest nation. The Pope is expected to depart from South Sudan on Sunday. For analysis, VOA's Peter Cloti reached Jokmadu Jok, the founding director of the Juba-based Saad Institute, who now teaches at Syracuse University in New York. The visit is uh, billed as a peace pilgrimage meaning that uh, the Pope is coming to South Sudan together with uh, his colleagues in the other denominations to appeal to South Sudanese leaders and people to prioritize peace uh, in the face of the mayhem and death that has characterized this country for too long. So there are many expectations from the ordinary people that the Pope will actually stare the leaders in the face and say, uh, you have failed uh, over many years and South Sudan is still bleeding uh, since it became independent and that they should do the, uh, the right thing uh, in favor of their people. But John, when the leaders went to Rome, he washed their feet, he kissed their feet, asked them to bury their hatchet, make peace. It never happened. Do South Sudanese expect something different, especially when he's on the ground this time? I don't think people are really holding their breath about the outcome of the Pope's visit in political terms or in terms of the suffering of the people of South Sudan. I think there is more investment in the spiritual uh, uplifting of people's morale. Uh, there is also a general 
sense that yes, the Pope will not really change things, but it gives South Sudanese uh, some hope, and hope is a commodity in South Sudan. Hope saves lives. Hope uh, uh, allow people to give each other the benefit of the doubt. I think overall, uh, it's not it's not that South Sudan suddenly will become free of uh, war and violence because the Pope has come, but it will give the people of South Sudan a degree of uh, of hope and and. South Sudan has been off the, the limelight uh, in the face of many other uh, conflicts like the war in Ukraine. Uh, South Sudan has uh, really fallen off the radar uh, from the Western countries, and so the coming of the Pope will might reinstate South Sudan to the map of the world such that uh, world leaders uh, can now uh, begin once again to pressure the leaders of South Sudan to prioritize peace. I think that is really the, the, the only meaningful expectation the people of South Sudan can have. Doc, what about the expectations of South Sudanese about these leaders? A surge in conflict, the political instability, still people are internally displaced. What are the expectations of South Sudanese in view of calls by uh, even the Pope? Yeah, so the, in terms of uh, political instability in the country, uh, there, may be, there may be a peace agreement uh, in place, there may be a government of national unity in place, uh, but the people of South Sudan have not uh, stopped from dying. Uh, just uh, two days ago, uh, 19 or 20 people were gunned down uh, in a place called Kajokeji, uh, even in, in, on the, uh, in the wake of the of the coming of the Pope. So uh, that level of suffering, the, the communal violence, uh, the state terrorism against people, uh, state violence, uh, and, and in, in addition to increasing criminal violence because the country has failed economically, uh, all of these things are things that South Sudanese uh, expect their leaders to address meaningfully by uh, committing to the timeline of the peace agreement, uh, but they have not been doing it. And, and to expect the Pope to suddenly come and change this situation uh, would be a little bit uh, um, uh, far-fetched. And, and so uh, the, the only thing that the people of South Sudan can hope for in the coming of the Pope is a sense of uh, uh, respite from thinking about these terrible things for a moment, for the days. For the two days that the Pope is there, people will be thinking about unity among themselves. People will be thinking about being Christians uh, or religious people in general. Uh, but majority of South Sudanese are not Christians. Uh, there are, most people in South Sudan are followers of uh, various indigenous uh, faiths. So uh, using the religious uh, traditions as a way to make peace uh, is, is, is really uh, not, not, not that not that influential in the minds of people. Uh, and, and as you say, if, if, if such a solemn call from religious leaders were to make a, a change, uh, that shocking incident when the Pope went down on his knees out of breath, and a, a poor old man uh, kissing the feet of political leaders, uh, and yet they didn't materialize in into anything, I don't think really uh, anyone is uh, foolish enough to think that 
uh, he's coming to Juba, is it suddenly going to change the minds of the leaders of South Sudan? That's Jogmadu Jog, founding director of the Saad Institute. He now teaches at Syracuse University in New York. He spoke with my colleague, Peter Clotty. Human Rights Watch released a statement Friday calling on the church leaders visiting South Sudan to use their visit to emphasize that it is far past time for the country's leaders to implement essential reforms and end the suffering of the people in South Sudan. Moasi Shegun, Africa Director at Human Rights Watch, says they should also press South Sudan's leaders to take concrete steps to end attacks on civilians and ensure accountability for serious abuses. My colleague Nabil Biagio asked Shegun about human rights situation in South Sudan. The fact that there is continuous repression against civil society activists, human rights defenders, journalists, and also some political actors. Um, A case in point is the arrest and um, ostensibly uh, disappearance of um, at least six or seven journalists, um, three of whom were released, um, I think, almost three weeks after they were arrested. Family members were not informed. Um, The individuals were not informed um, of what the the reason behind the arrest. The lawyer who we spoke with um, had no access to any of them during their detention. Um, The Union of Journalists Leadership, with whom we also spoke, was not aware of the location of their of, of their detention and were not allowed access. That amounts to an unenforced disappearance under international human rights law. Uh, the second is that we also heard um, complaints about you know just the overbearing presence of the national security service agents. Um, almost in, in all parts of life. Uh, but there are other issues across uh, South South Sudan, especially around the sudden national level fighting um, that continues despite the armed embargo. There is uh, proliferation of arms and ammunition across um, non-government, um, uh, non-state actors um, in, in so many states, in Unity, in Jungle, Upper Nile, I mean, just across the country, um, there have been several reports um, by institutions like the United Nations um, Human Rights Division about not just the fighting, but the fact that there seems to be a link to political actors in Juba. Uh, on the subnational violence, uh, along with the reporting on the arrival of Pope Francis today, we are also reporting. Uh, on fresh clashes that broke out on Thursday, yesterday, in Kejukeji, in central Equatorial state, that left 27 people dead. That must be very disappointing for Pope Francis to be visiting around this time. It is, it is indeed, but it, it basically illustrates um, the lack of, um, the one, the, the political will to do what is right to contain these fighting forces. The revitalized peace agreement has clear, clear um, um, guidelines and uh, uh, roadmaps as to what should happen. One, the unification of all the fighting forces has remained on, on, on attended to. Um, the, 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 the reform of you know, security forces has continued to be um, a thorn in the flesh 
of ordinary people in, in South Sudan. The fact that this fighting continue, I mean, the, the recent one in central Equatoria is just, you know, um, uh, one more on top of several others, whether you're talking about there or I mean, just look across the country. It's happening on a weekly uh, and uh, I guess on a daily basis. And it seems, appears that there is either an inability or an unwillingness by the political actors in Juba to take the action yes. that is necessary. To yes. In this statement, you are urging religious leaders and political leaders in South Sudan to use the visit of, of Pope Francis to take certain measures, certain steps. Can, you, can we highlight some of those? It is one, um, the first is to ensure that the civic space is open and there is room for debate. There is room for dialogue. There is room for disagreement. As human beings, we will always have different views and different opinions. South Sudan should not shut down that space for people to express their opinions safely and securely without any blowback without any retaliation from those in authority. Uh, the second is that they should take the steps that are necessary to put it, to, to put all of the fighting forces um, under some form of control to reduce the killings, to reduce the abductions, to reduce and completely eliminate sexual violence against women and girls. And finally, to work in concert with the African Union Commission to put in place the mechanism, the key mechanism for justice and accountability in South Sudan, which is the hybrid court. That's Moasis Shegun, Africa Director at Human Rights Watch. She was speaking with Nabil from Abuja, Nigeria. Authorities in South Sudan's central equatorial state say at least 27 people were killed and several others injured after clashes broke out Thursday morning between armed cattle herders and residents of Lire Payam of Kejikeji County. The commission of Kejikeji County says a group of armed cattle herders went on rampage and killed 21 civilians in two villages. Paul Yugusuk, the Archbishop of the Central Equatorial Internal Province of the Episcopal Church of South Sudan, condemned the attack. For VOA News, Deng Deng reports from Juba. At least 21 people were killed and two others were injured when suspected armed Dinka boar cattle keepers from Jongle Estates, Boar County, who were grazing their animals in Kajokeji County, attacked a number of villages, said Kajokeji County Commissioner Fonwelt Dumo. Commissioner Dumo said in a statement released to Thursday that the cattle herders savagely murdered innocents and armed civilians in a revenge attack after unknown assailants assaulted their camps hours earlier, leading to the death of six herders and 48 animals. Central Equatorial Information Minister Andruga Mabe told reporters today Governor Emmanuel Adil convened an extraordinary state council of ministers' meetings over the Kajokeji attacks and dispatched security forces to quell the situation in the area. The council condemns the brutal massacre of the innocent civilians to the strongest terms possible. Two, the council directs the security organs to continue tracking the perpetrators to face the law and must enforce the return 
of both the herders and their cattle to their areas of origin. Mabe says Governor Adil is urging Kajukeji residents to remain calm as security agencies work to apprehend the perpetrators of the attacks. Paul Yugusuk, Archbishop of the Central Equatorial Internal Province of the Episcopal Church of South Sudan, condemned the attacks to yesterday, calling them unfortunate at a time when South Sudanese were about to greet Pope Francis and two other religious leaders and hoping for peace. I would like to express my deepest sadness over the murder, the barbaric killing of 20 civilians in Kajukeji County, in Lire, Payam. We have lost two women and 18 men, and several were injured. This incident was committed by cattle herders from Bor. Uh, we want to condemn this barbaric killing of our innocent civilian. Archbishop Yugusuk is asking Pope Francis, the Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby, and the moderator of the Church of Scotland, Ain Greenshields, to pray with the families and relatives of those who lost loved ones in Kajokeji. As you visit this country and as you are being received in Juba with jubilation and with celebration, I beg you to remember the people of Kajukeji and the relatives of those who have been killed. Mayor Matenwai, Secretary General of the Boer Community, says the Dinka Boer cattle camp was attacked earlier Thursday morning. In that attack, the cattle keepers, about five cattle keepers were killed and eight others were injured. The, the injured one are currently in Juba uh, Military Hospital, as we speak, as I speak to you. Our our cattle keepers are moving, are moving as as as, as uh, directed by the president, presidential order. They are coming back to Bor. So these people are being attacked while they are moving. So that is what I know so far. We have not year of uh, youth uh, going to community community villages, killing people. Two weeks ago, gunmen killed more than 20 head of cattle, reportedly belonging to the Boer community. The two communities of Boer and the Kajukeji areas have fought over land for grazing and farming for decades. President Salvakir ordered the cattle headers in the Equatorial region to return to their place of origin. Why says the cattle shootings might have angered the headers, but he says he has no information about a revenge attack. Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby, treated it was horrified by the killing of civilians during the attack in Kajukeji County on the heap of the religious pilgrimage to Juba. It is a story too often heard across South Sudan, Welby added in his tweet. Archbishop Welby further said his prayers are with the families and all of South Sudan, and he appealed to South Sudanese to come together for a just peace. For VOA News, I am Deng Gaiding in Juba. You're listening to South Sudan in Focus from the Voice of America. Coming up, a former South Sudan's minister says pastoralists from Jungle State should stop attacking unarmed civilians. Find out more after the break. South Sudan in Focus is now on WhatsApp. 
Send us a message on plus one two zero two six three zero eight zero one one. Tell us what's happening in your area or give us your feedback on the stories you hear on South Sudan in focus. We look forward to hearing from you on WhatsApp. That number again, plus one two zero two six three zero eight zero one one. You're listening to South Sudan in focus from the voice of America. A former South Sudan's presidential advisor on economic affairs is condemning Thursday's attack in Kajukeji County. Agritisa Saboni accused cattle keepers from Jongle State of causing havoc in parts of central Equatoria State. He says the recent attack appears to be a revenge move by cattle keepers who were forced to return to Jongle. At the beginning of this month, all the five payams of Kajukeji up to the border are now under the occupation of Denkabor cattle herders, heavily armed. They harass the civilians, they take their food, they graze their cattle on, 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 on the farms, on the, on the crops. They intimidate the civilians, uh, they take their cattle or whatever they find. They confiscate utensils that families use. That has been happening. But how about a, a video that was making rounds on social media, or allegedly of someone shooting cows and uh, there was somebody speaking in the background that this is the Kajokeji community defense group and uh, they are going to shoot the, 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 the cows of, you know, cattle keepers. What do you know about that? Yes, I'm aware about, uh, I, I'm aware about that, that video and I, I heard it very well. It's only somebody who is a native speaker of the cuckoo language who can tell apart whether the, that person speaking is a cuckoo or somebody else. Yes, the video happened. All of us saw cattle being shot with a lot of fanfare and the person de- making declaration, the, 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 the stand of the Kajokeji people. But the person speaking is not a, Kuku, uh, a native Kukui speaker, maybe from the neighborhood or whatever it is. Up to now, I'm at a loss to know exactly who did it, but I understand there are some, some boys from from uh, around the border areas who with the, with the neighboring Yumbe district or Uganda who did it. Yes, it happened. Yes, I'm aware about it. I saw it. But the person making the declaration is not really a native Kajukeji speaker. Were there any incidents where cows were shot in, in, in Kajukeji? Yes, yes, yes. Around that time when that video was, was, was taken around that declaration, uh, cattle were shot. And I have cross-checked it with my Dinkapur colleagues. They have confirmed that it is actually their cattle in Mangalotore, one of the payams of Kajokeji, which were shot. So Dinka cattle, Dinkapur cattle were shot uh, by the people who are making that declaration. There are pictures on yes. the social media again that a lot of people were killed. Could you tell me where that happened exactly? Yeah, that is in, in central Kajukeji, in one of the five payams of Kajukeji. It is right in the center. It's in Lire Payam, uh, in some uh, a village called the Likamero of Lire Payam. That's where the incident happened. It started, uh, as the reports uh, reveal, around 5 a.m. The information we got is that some of these cattle keepers sometimes go to the army barracks taking bulls for slaughter and for selling. They move to the army barracks heavily armed and nothing happens to them. Uh, they sell whether it is milk or uh, meat, they sell it and they go away. So what happened was that this morning, some of these cattle keepers uh, spent the last night in the army barracks. 
And then they took off to go to the bushes, to, to their cattle camps. Along the way, at this village called Likamero, they opened fire randomly, indiscriminately against the, the natives. And as we speak, 20 bodies have been collected and taken to the administrative center of Kajokeji called Mare. Uh, I understand a lot of people are still at large in the bushes. Uh, I'm told the number may rise. But as we speak now, 20 confirmed dead bodies are in Mare administrative area. You are a leader of the Kuku community in Juba. Uh, what steps have you taken to address this? Because it appears this is not going to end today. There will be a lot of uh, revenge attacks and counter-attacks in the area. What are you doing to defuse the, the situation? Over the last four years, as uh, Kajokeji community members, together with our colleagues who are also on the receiving end, like the Southern Bari people who occupy Lobanok area, <laughs> There might be people on the, of, of Magui County. There are Choli people of Magui County. The Lulubo people of uh, Juba County. Then the Lokoya. Collectively, all individually as a community, we have been engaging with the Dinkapur leadership to rein in their cattle herders. Uh, it's not borne any fruits. We have gone down to talk with the cattle camp leaders who are on the ground in our counties. Talk to them to adopt uh, peaceful coexistence. That's Agritisa Sabuni, former South Sudan's presidential advisor on economic affairs. He spoke to me from Juba on Thursday. That's all we prepared for you this Friday. Don't forget to check out voaafrica.com for all your favorite programs and news updates. If you miss this broadcast, go to www.voaafrica.com forward slash South Sudan. Don't forget to join us tomorrow, Saturday at 6.30 p.m. for a special program on the visit of Pope Francis and two other religious leaders to South Sudan. I'm your host, John Tanza in Washington. Thanks for taking time to be with us. Remember to join us tomorrow on Saturday for a special program on the visit of Pope Francis here on South Sudan in Focus. Oh,